This week we've got Whippin. Uh, Whippin has been an adventure motorcyclist. I think that's what people know him as. Uh, hi, Whippin. Uh, good to have you uh, on the hey, Motorcycle hey. Blog uh, podcast. Uh, yes, thank you, Vee. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I think uh, I, I'm going to get straight into it. And uh, uh, I think uh, your Africa Twin has become a very popular, very popular bike uh, after you've named her well taken care of, <laughs> care of her. She's gone a lot of places. I think you've yeah. moved into getting into training yourself also to be on that bike. So uh, run us through how it started, why the Africa Twin and where it's gone now. Okay, so I think it was a natural progression uh, for me uh, to move on to an ADV motorcycle because uh, I think all of us, uh, I mean, we, we find a way, either we find a way to the racetrack or we find a way to the dirt track or we don't find a way at all, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. No, and, uh, yeah. yeah. and then you yeah, choose yeah. your, and then you choose your which which one it is. Exactly, it's, yeah. exactly whatever yeah. works for you. So in, in my case, uh, the choices were uh, obvious over a period of time. And uh, I mean, Ashi, my Africa twin, I mean, she's just been absolutely brilliant in the sense that, um, like I've always said, with the bike, the capability of the bike is immense. And uh, you're right that the only limitation in using the bike is the rider's limitation. Yeah. So that is where I think, uh, you know, training yourself uh, through YouTube videos and luckily through some pretty cool ADV trainings which were organized. You know, Brett Sacks yeah. down here, yeah. care of uh, Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, they arranged that and that is did. And I was lucky enough to attend uh, two of his trainings, which yeah. was, uh, you know, both the levels. And apart from that, obviously, as a constant uh, sort of uh, just being aware that you know, there are techniques to do everything, and if you can make that effort to understand and learn those techniques, so it's fun. So you can yeah. use the bike better. And uh, yeah, coming back to the bike, dependability is the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, you know, she's not want to give up on you. Yeah. You know, every morning, regardless of what the altitude, what the temperature, how much it's rain, you push mm-hmm. that start button and you know, it's up to life. Uh, very, very low on uh, on maintenance in the sense that once you've done what you're supposed to do, which is your periodic maintenance, there's no way that, you know, you'll be running low on the coolant or you'll be running low on engine oil uh, or your air filters choking up in a, in a undue durations. Uh, so all of that. And uh, the, 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 the behavioral manners, both on-road and off-road, they're very, very predictable, you know. Uh, it, it behaves in a certain way. So the more you spend time with somebody who's predictable, the better... You get to know them, and you know exactly how that bike will behave when put through either a rocky uphill section or a, a or a, a, a slippery muddy downhill section. So, I mean, it's just I think it's a, when it comes to ADV riding, mm-hmm. I really do feel that uh, they are great. So are the other bikes. I would, yeah. I would, I think we've come to a situation right now really, that I think all these bikes are in the same league. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. so all of them have. I mean, I, you've raised something interesting, which is uh, when you have something more predictable, uh, it's it's something that you know your life is better with, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think that's the same thing with. I'm, I mean, I'm gonna be hated for this, but I think it's the same thing with your wife and kids as well. <laughs> I'm not gonna go there. <laughs> yeah, it is the same thing with so many things. I mean, you okay? I'll give you a simple example, man. I mean, you got a you got a burger joint and you really love the way they make their burgers. Yeah. Now, if they are consistent with the way they make it, you'll never yeah. think twice, you know, when, yeah. when you need that burger, who to call, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so, in, in, interesting. So, I, I, uh, I have been talking quite a lot 
uh, on our show with people uh, riding ADV bikes. And okay. uh, one of the things that I've realized is people have started, I mean, there's a limitation of, you know, your, is it a limitation of uh, the infrastructure that is not getting you there? Because I, I, I can see my own, I mean, I can see Priyanka doing the same thing, where she loved yeah. being on the track, but then the limitation was you have to get there. You have to, like, you know, you, 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 there's a lot of effort, time, money spent to get there. Whereas with an ADV bike, I realized that a lot of people are using it to, uh, you know, find new trails, find new places where you can just get on and start. Like, you know, you can explore, ride, and maybe uh, get better at your skills. Is that mm-hmm. is that a big reason for your purchase of an ADV bike, or is it just something that you saw and you're like, listen, this is this is what I want? I'm sorry, but I didn't, I, I didn't understand uh, your question. I'm sorry. Infrastructure. So, infrastructure. So, you know, we don't have a track close to Bombay to enjoy a street naked, okay. or, uh, oh, you know, okay. super speed. Right, so, right. I mean, that's, yes. that was one of the reasons, you know, we, we got into, like, you know, Priyanka has gone into a 390 ADV right now, and she's riding an ADV hmm. on the trails because those are more accessible at this point. Right. Is that an infrastructure decision? Do you think those are all, you know, lack of infrastructure that is there? Well, I would, I would imagine for me that's the secondary reason. I'll be honest with you. Once I was doing a few highway runs and carving out some corners, it was pretty clear to me that that is not the place to be doing uh, 160 and above, uh, or even that much. And to be honest with you, any super sport is no fun below that. Yeah. yeah? You're riding a super sport, your, your, your speed bracket is 140 to 220 is, I mean, that's the fun area. Now, so that was very clear. So yes, to answer your question, I mean, that was one of the reasons why that pursuit ended very quickly for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't see myself spending that kind of time, effort and money in, uh, you know, carting a super sports to, let's say, a Delhi or a Chennai. Yeah. And then uh, spending three days there, flying in, flying out. Uh, no. And But more importantly also, like I told you earlier, I feel that I think there are these, these two different sort of uh, genres of motorcycling, you can call it. Yeah. One uh, is... Uh, the the thrill which goes of you know complete control mm-hmm. and predictability of the of of the surface which is yeah. the track right yeah. the track is always the same you just need to keep getting faster and better yeah and uh, on the other hand is the other thing I mean you, the whole idea is exploration and coming to stages with challenges so mm-hmm. essentially mm-hmm. if you really look at the big difference uh, between these two genres I say it's the surface because in ADV riding you are constantly looking for surfaces which are challenging you. Yeah. Right? So so your skill is improving based on that. As against a track where I think the surface remains the one constant thing mm-hmm. and you are getting better against yeah. it. So I mean those are also two different genres. And I think third most importantly comes on what your bent of mind is. I've always been an outdoor guy, you know, I've mm-hmm. always had this huge connect with being outdoors, under the blue skies, with nature. It's just been my thing right through school. Yeah. So I think all of those things put together, I mean Put me in a forest with a trail. I'm happy with that. Yeah. So if I, it, so there must be a lot of people who must be seeing you and going, hey, the, you know, he's 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 having a coffee in a farm somewhere. You know, a coffee in an, on a trail somewhere. I think that's a lot of that's that's exciting. I think that's that's exciting for a lot of people to see and they're like, listen, we want to do it. But I don't see that yeah. happening a lot. Is that is, is that something that you think why it doesn't happen a lot, or do you think it's happening uh... a lot? I think it will catch on a bit uh, because the, the the pattern that I've seen over the last just couple of years, mm. the change is huge. Yeah. The change of people willing to leave uh, the highway for village roads and then leave the village roads to discover other stuff. I think that's huge. Mm-hmm. Also, the dirt biking, ADV biking, trail biking, uh, mm-hmm. all of these three, apart from trial biking, all of these three 
a genre that is really catching on in our country and especially with you look at manufacturers who are going the distance to provide you i mean you look you could priyanka's case and the case of ktm 390 adv yeah and that's a clear indication on their side the himalayan is a huge success they're working on bigger better himalayans now uh, the expulse which is you know reborn of the impulse is a huge how uh, it's a niche following i mean obviously they've done a compromise but uh, they've put out that bike and they've given you a rally kit you know at a yeah. price of 38000 Yeah. Uh, which is incredible. So I think all these are signs because the industry moves to where the demand is. Yeah, yeah. So I think these are all signs of, of things to come that people are definitely into it. Uh, then comes obviously uh, a little bit of education and exposure of how to go there and not disturb things because you know you're in somebody else's environment. It yeah. could be the caterpillar or it could be the local villager. It could be the trees. Just got to leave them alone. So that exposure education, I hope, comes along with this uh, this uh, need to explore. Yeah, so I think it's it's getting better. I think we are we are moving there. Okay, so as Moraj, you know, we we see a lot of uh, protection paths go. We see a lot of performance paths go. We see a lot of AD. I mean, the biggest market still is the ADV space world, and there's a lot yeah, of yeah. people spending you know, on making their bikes better, making putting a lot more kit on themselves, and you know, trying to make sure that they get to these places. And which is yeah. a good sign, like you said, it's a very good sign for us as well. Uh, yeah. Do you? Uh, the only thing that I mean, internally we keep looking at it and we keep asking people: Are people really adventurous at this point of time? And that's what I I've seen you go with, you know, get your uh, get an expulse and you know get into uh, trails that are really challenging and you know gnarly trails that are happening. And you've gone with somebody, you know, you've gone with another buddy of yours. Do you see yeah, that yeah. adventure happening? I can, I mean, have you seen that? Do you see that happening? Oh, with other people. Yeah. No, I mean just the fact that people are getting out there. Yeah, there's an adventure. So see, what, yes. So, so here, like I told you earlier, I think we are sort of just starting to veer towards mm. that direction. Yeah. And uh, I think it's to each his own. You know, I think everybody will discover their own uh, fondness for it in their own way. Yeah. I mean, like like with everything else, motorcycling is also has attached to it a very huge coolness quotient. And mm. if if that is the only reason you are pursuing it, then Uh, very soon you won't be. You know your Instagram feed will be the only reason you head out. Yeah. So if, if <laughs> you're if, seeing if, that, <laughs> we're seeing that happen. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. like just pull off the road to where there's a small patch patch of dirt and take twenty yeah. pictures, and you say, okay, I've got enough pictures for the week or ten days. I think that's it. But yeah. but first, but I'm not saying that that is a bad reason. All I'm saying is you're fortunate to have found that that's your reason. So be happy there. Yeah. So I think yeah, different exactly. different degrees. I think it's just different degrees for different people. It's like saying you know there are runners who are running five kilometers. That's like guys like me. Yeah. I limit myself to five six kilometers, <laughs> and then I, my my wife is like knocking down a twelve kilometer run just for a warm up. And I have other friends who are running ultra marathons and hundreds yeah. of kilometers. So yeah. you, it's it's really two each his own man. I mean, yeah. We all got to find our own groove in all of this. I feel. Yeah. So uh, there's one question I had, and it's going to go back to what motorcycling is. Okay. I believe mm-hmm. you've also come uh, over a few years of you know owning bikes and you know owning those motorcycles and seeing you know how that makes you feel like you know like you're getting on the road and running and that five kilometers yeah. but still makes you happy when you come back home. Uh, yeah. What has your journey been through motorcycling? Well, it's uh, been actually two parts. I'll just break it down in two parts. So the first part has been the very common one, which I think all of us have gone through, which is. High school boy fascination with bikes, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I have an older brother, so at that point, when I was in senior school, he was in college and he got himself the Yamaha RD 350, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. 
so there was which uh, and just before I, I had I had a cousin who left uh, to train in the army, so he left us his uh, bullet three fifty. So I think and thereafter, after those bikes and having fun with those, I moved on to my own Enfield, got a little bit of taste of touring. But that was the first part, which was essentially you know college and a little couple of years after that. Uh, which was uh, just to experience it. Uh, there was no, how should you say, curiosity beyond that, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe just life took over, music took over, you know, gigs happened. So that was the first part. But somewhere down the line, in 2014-15, that was the second part where uh, when I got the uh, Ducati Scrambler and it was launched. Mm-hmm. Sorry, that was earlier. Yeah, so, yeah 2014 or 15, somewhere there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I got the Ducati. This was a fun bike. Also. Yeah, it was a really fun yeah. bike. Actually. It was very, very fun bike. And I think what happened was that, uh, see, we, we, I started from where I left. You know, it was just, I mean, it was retro style, mm-hmm. but a very fun bike. So I said, yeah, this is a great place to start mm-hmm. to understand what it means to me now. And almost 15, 20 years have passed in the interim, right? Yeah. Uh, and so, I mean, yeah, so that was my second inning. But what happened in the second inning was that I think the connection was much deeper mm-hmm. uh, for... Uh, I don't know. I have never really thought about what the reasons were, but there was probably it was age and maturity. I would imagine that it was not just about being cool on the bike. It just the connection got d- deeper and deeper. And when I did take the Ducati Scrambler to a lot of places that uh, it was not really built for, mm-hmm. uh, I did and multi- and also on multi-day adventure tours loaded with you know petrol and loaded with the panniers and everything, I realized that I love the ADV touring and mm-hmm. I need a bike which will support that need of mine. Yeah. And sure enough came the Africa came and I, I, I remember seeing it back in school days in Kavitim around there used to be exhibitions, you know, mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they yeah. got the Dakar bike there. It was, I mean, right from there, that twin headlamp and everything, it, it, I, it had my fan, I just caught my fancy and I read the reviews and I booked the bike and yes, that's been the second phase and it's been, uh, I think it's been very rewarding because it acts as a great reboot for me for whatever happens here in the city and also it's a great exit both in terms of creating content, both in terms of meeting people like yourself. I mean, yeah. our common ground is motorcycling. We are having this chat because we share that passion. So I've met a lot, of <laughs> a lot of wonderful people. Yeah. I've met uh, through this thing. I've had a lot of good times. On the road, in the forest, uh, in Ladakh, in Spiti, I mean, in down south, I mean, you name it. So, yes, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. My journey so far. So, there's a common, there's, there's, I mean, you cannot have a car friend, right? You have a motorcycle buddy. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've never, <laughs> I've never heard of a car buddy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, and yes, like you, I, you don't have biases towards a motorcycle, right? A motorcycle. Yeah, like, I think it's yeah. a really, I've not heard of somebody say, hey, listen, he's a motorcycle, but he rides slow, so you know what, uh, let's not get with him, you know. But at the end, you can share the coffee somewhere, and you'll be like, hey, listen, you know what, we ride motorcycles, it's kind of difficult, you know, being on the road, but you know what, it's a fun thing to do. Uh, and yeah. uh, I, I, like you said, there's always a connect, and that's what motorcycles should do, uh, mm-hmm. motorcyclists do. And uh, I mean, at the end, uh, like you said, I... I don't know, maybe maybe it's come with you as well. When you were a little younger and that maturity level was not there, you would, I mean, we would sit there and, you know, you'd make fun of somebody who was riding a yeah. slower bike. But yeah. I think with maturity, there's a lot of people, like I know a lot of GS guys, mature GS guys, who would still hang out with somebody who's riding, I'm not going to name it, but a little slower bike, you know. Of <laughs> course. And that's what it, that's what it should be doing. So Absolutely. I know, I know you're, 
I know you do something with music. I know there's a lot of things that you're doing with music. Does a motorcycle yeah. ride inspire you to do that? Or maybe just a Sunday ride, you're sitting on a bike and you think of something that brings out a tune for you? Is that, is that <laughs> no, good? No, that, that, <laughs> no. So this, this is, this is uh, something which uh, a lot of people confuse with. So yeah. I, so for the guys who are listening and you don't uh, know me uh, well, I do music uh, as a profession, right? I'm a professional film composer. Mm-hmm. And I make music uh, for films, for web series, and a lot for advertising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, I also have my indie projects. Uh, my association with indie music goes back even before, or along with motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. I've you know, been with uh, Parikrama for seven, eight years. I played with some mm-hmm. of other cool bands. So, so yeah. So what happens is, we answer your question. I don't. I mean. I'll, I'll never think of a song when I'm riding a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, be, I'll just be enjoying the ride just to say yeah. that you are. Um, uh, but uh, I'm, I'm thinking what happens is that all of that leaves you with thoughts. I mean, some yeah. people will write poetry, others will write a book, some will paint. Yeah. 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 Uh, maybe some will do nothing and just think about it. And yes, so in an indirect way, I would imagine that the life around you mm-hmm. uh, impacts you. It impacts your creative and artistic output. Yeah. So yes, I mean, being outdoors, riding, uh, those experiences uh, do contribute, but not, I, I, I cannot really put my finger on it, that how they contribute directly. Yeah. I mean, you can see but a lot there, of... Yeah, but is there, is there a common, common thread, I would imagine, you know, I, I would imagine the common thread would be the exploration, because yeah. even musically, I mean, mm-hmm. the only reason you want to take up music is, I think only two things, one is curiosity and the expression, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think that's the same with motorcycling. You just you want to express yourself in these ways, and you want to explore. Mm-hmm. I think that that I would imagine would be logically a common ground, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> so I I, uh, I I'm gonna raise that point that you said. You know, it's a nice reset button. It's something yeah. that we do. Uh, for me also, it's exactly the same thing. It's a reset. Like I sit there and I'm like, listen, you know what? My Monday might not look good. But let me go out, let me go out on a Monday morning and just, you know, get out there, do a hundred kilometers, come back. And it's a reset. Yeah. And I see yeah. a lot of people do that now. I mean, I, yeah. they're not probably on Instagram, but I'm sure, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they do that and it helps. And that's what I think. I think people who are creative, they love to do such things. I mean, there's a very, you know, it's a very, hey, listen, let me get back. I don't know, maybe I'll just sit down and think about it. So that's what I keep. I we we look at you. I mean, we look at your. We look at you, and he says, "Hey, listen, maybe maybe it's helping him <laughs> with his music." <laughs> but maybe I guess it does. maybe you, know. you never know. You never know. Yeah, Good. Yeah. So I have the last question that uh, is very interesting, and it's actually come from somebody at Modo Uh okay. because you've been always on that Africa trip, and now we see you on an expulse doing other things. If yeah, I was yeah. to get you four motorcycles, which ones would it be during the day, uh, and what would you do with them? <laughs> Oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. That that is a that is a tough see the first first two that come to mind immediately is very clear. Yeah. I would like I figure uh, out. <laughs> yeah. I figured out that like the two, I, I would like the two genres of genre of bikes that I have currently mm-hmm. and uh uh I, if if the Africa train was available at maybe sixty kg lighter, yep. then yes. Okay. So that and uh Honda Exactly. and the second I've got the Xbox because I think it is just the most sensible and economical bike. But yeah, I would like a great Enduro, maybe uh, a 250, a 250cc CRF would be ideal. Yes, yep. that would be my second bike. Yep. Now that leaves two more bikes. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
ஒருத்தவங்களுக்கு <laughs> 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 How do so, you get it up there? Like, yeah. I know somebody who's done it actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The smaller bikes, uh, you can yeah. do that. I know uh, somebody I who's taken it up the stairs. <laughs> yeah, but I have a friend in Jaipur. She has a yeah. bike sign in the living room. Yeah. And there yeah, are people who do that. I know somebody in Bombay who's done it. And the reason yeah, yeah. they would do it was because they didn't want their bike to touch the monsoon. The monsoon, you know, the, wet, the water should not touch their bike. So they actually yeah, used right. to take it up uh, two floors. Wow. So in they the are people. Yeah. without an elevator they would get the people who were working for them for the place and he would take it and put it in his uh, in his meeting room so they are people <laughs> they are people <laughs> but you know it's in, that's what I say I think motorcycles bring uh, there's a lot to just sitting on a saddle I think there's and you can't we can't sit there and say hey listen you know what you're doing wrong <laughs> you know absolutely you're doing so I, have a, I have a theory why why I think we are so attached to a motorcycle I think in the modern day Mm-hmm. they have replaced what used to be a man's horse yeah or a woman's horse for that's that that's true you know i think it's, it's 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 a one person's ride yeah and that's why you connect with it that's why you'll never connect with those four wheels in the same yeah, way that's true very true yeah very I, true. i think that's what happened it's, it's like your ride your being yeah and it listens to you and you command it and yeah, you ride it yeah. and you take care of it yeah. it's a mutual relationship it's a exclusive relationship you know yeah, one on one that's true and the funny thing is not many people know but a horse is the most loyal animal <laughs> because yeah, of yeah, that yeah. because of that yeah. it is not the dog but it is but you know we don't get the exposure to it but like you said it is yeah. you know you sit there you're like you know what uh, predictable yeah. the horse is going to do this I can yeah, sit on my bike, it's going to ride, uh, I'll go over this this way, I'll, I'll jump over a speed breaker, which makes me happy. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, and I remember this, my grandfather used mm. to be uh, a very, uh, he was very fond of horse riding. And back mm. in Nearest Canada, they had a place, um, there's the President's Bodyguard, which has horses, right? Yeah. PBG, yeah. so it's a division of the army. They have the best horses. And uh, since he was ex-army, they used to get the horses for them. And mm. I remember there was this horse called Mother India, uh, six mm. foot. The back, the back was about six feet high, big horse with a white uh, star on her forehead. And I mean, the, the equation that they shared was beautiful. Yeah. You know, yeah. he would feed the people with carrots and uh, set mm-hmm. her and then he would get on and go riding on the beaches. Wow, it was quite yeah. nice. Yeah. Then I, I see that. And the funny thing is, it's very easy for someone. I see people who want to sell their bikes off, uh, their car off. And, you know, there's there's no feeling and attachment. Like, you know, that's ah, fine. Let's, let's sell it off. But the moment someone says, I want to sell it, you can feel that there's something that he's going to miss in his life. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. uh, how much ever it's, you know, monetary and all, but I can see it happen. I can see anybody do that. Uh, and uh, like I said, I see you and I think, you know what, you can, you talk to your bike and you'll sit in there going, hey, listen, there's never, you're going to, you're never going to be apart from me. <laughs> That's how it is. Like I get, I get, a, I get withdrawal symptoms. Even Priyanka gets withdrawal symptoms when the bike is at the garage. Like if it's sitting at the garage for like more than 10, 10 days, there's something wrong. Yes. Like, you know, I can't perform. <laughs> yes, yes, But it, yes, yes. I think it's a feeling and uh, probably that's what motorcycles have to do <laughs> at the end. Absolutely, absolutely. Such an enjoyable pursuit. Yes.
Great. Well, I think this is uh, this has been a good chat with you. Uh, keep writing. I've enjoyed it. I've yeah, enjoyed it. keep Thank writing. You. That's something that we want to see. And uh, like you said, we keep wishing people that you get the next bike so you buy more stuff from us. So <laughs> keep doing that. And I hope uh, I hope you get better bikes and bigger bikes and you know whatever it is and fill your garage up. Thank you. That 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 as good a wish as I could hope for. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Thanks for being on this podcast. We love it. Thank you for having me. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you have anything to say with about motorcycles and more, uh, DM us on Instagram, and I'll be more than happy to uh, get you on the show and hear your experiences.